today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Harvey Levin here. And Jason. Uh, remember the Beach Boys? I do. Remember the song I Get Around? Yes. TJ Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. TJ Holmes. Who knew? Who knew? I right. got... I talked to somebody, actually they emailed me early this morning, early, 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 um, and I did not know this, but it's somebody who worked at CNN uh, back in the day. This was in 2007 um, at the CNN Center in Atlanta. T.J. Holmes uh, was working there, I think he started in 2006, and the buzz in 2007 was who T.J. was dating then. T.J. Holmes was dating Chili. From TLC. From TLC. Chili, who now is with Matthew Lawrence, which became a huge story that they're dating and that they're um, in a serious relationship now. And obviously, TJ's with Amy Rohrbach. Um, but TJ dated Chili. It's, I haven't thought about Chili. TLC is one of my favorite albums, for, uh, favorite uh, musical groups from when I was a kid. I have not thought about Chili in probably 10 years. All of a sudden, oh, she comes up. A lot up, of people have. She's a, a lot super of, popular. All of a sudden, she comes up uh, dating with two different romance stories in the last day. It's incredible. So, so let me, it really is. Yeah. So, let me, so let me tell you what I've been told. So back in 2007, um, TJ had uh, just filed for divorce from his first wife, um, and he dated her and was all around the CNN center with her. People at CNN saw it, and they right. were very affectionate with each other. Um, people were talking about it, obviously, because Chili was so famous. And um, and they now, how long they dated depends on who you talk to. Um, people I spoke with connected to TJ say, um, and this is directly connected to TJ, say it was a year. Uh, people directly connected to Chili say it was just a couple of months. <laughs> but that, those, those things aren't mutually inconsistent, right? I mean, you just, what does dating mean? You know, how long do they know each other? It could be that he viewed them as more, in hindsight, as more dating for a year. But in fact, the real relationship only lasted a few months. That's, right. that's consistent. That's probably consistent. So, um, look, what's interesting about this is, so he, this was close to when he filed for divorce. Um because uh, the time frame is murky depending on who you talk right. to. And I'm not suggesting anything other than it was close. And um, now what has come out, and I think this is kind of interesting, is that the lawyer for the woman that he is currently divorcing, TJ is currently divorcing, the lawyer came out and blasted TJ this morning uh, on Daily Mail and said that um, the way he has been conducting himself so publicly with Amy, because they are very public, and yes. especially after they got suspended from GMA, yes. they have been you know, together holding hands, kissing down in Miami. They are fully a couple, and they are showing the world that. Um, it has enraged his soon-to-be ex-wife. Um, the lawyer says that they find it disrespectful, they find it tawdry. And they have young kids They as have well, a right? nine-year-old. Uh -huh. um, the marriage was, the marriage was, uh, yeah, I think they haven't, the, either the marriage lasted not 12 years and the kid is nine, or the, the marriage, marriage lasted, lasted nine and the kid is 12. It's 12 it's what, and nine. They got married in 2010, so that would be a 12-year marriage. I believe the kid's And nine. the kid's nine years old. Yeah. And, the, you know, the, the lawyer was just blasting him. So here's my question to you. You um, are married with kids. Yes. At a point, does somebody have a right to live their life even there, even though they're with kids? And if, let look, I mean, he is 
clearly in love with Amy. Clearly. And, you know, does he hide that from the kids or can he show that and explain it to the kids? Yeah. You tell me. If you if you accept the the axiom that our first responsibilities to our children, he does not sh- he is not presenting himself as if his first responsibility is to his kids. And I'm not even judging him for it. Maybe he doesn't buy into that axiom, but he is acting like a man who's very much in love and has turned his back very quickly on his wife and his kids. Not to say he's not being a present father. He is by publicly sort of flaunting this relationship, which, you know, I know they say it began after the estrangement with his current wife, but there's a lot of people who dispute that. Okay, but let's make the assumption that's true. If you make the assumption it's true, even then it would be nice to well I want to get back to that that assumption for a second. Okay, I mean we can get back to it. Even if you assume it's true It'd, it'd be nice if they weren't quite so public about it, given that the nine-year-old kid is seeing all these reports, is definitely going through it at school. It's Kids are mean, kids, especially elementary slash middle school kids are mean. Um, it's no question that this kid is suffering a little bit as a result of this. If nothing else, kids desperately want their parents to be together, no matter what the nature They're of the They're not going to be together whether they make it secret or public. Right, but but to make it so public, to flaunt it, you know, the kid is seeing these photos. I'm sure he's, you know, adept in Google searches and can find out what his father is doing. And I, I just... I Okay, can I, I ask so, you something? Yes. What you're saying is you keep a Band-Aid on and the wound is not necessarily healing, why not just rip the Band-Aid off? Well, because if you slow play it for a kid, you know, if you... That's why you have talks with kids about But doesn't slow play create more pain I don't think than, so. I don't I, know about I, that. I, I mean, I, doesn't... Maybe. If you slow play, a kid is going to feel this for years. No, no, the kid's going to feel the trauma. The trauma is what you're trying to avoid, that instantaneous trauma. I mean, there's there's trauma that comes well, no, with no, divorce no. The, anyways. The, the instantaneous but, trauma is we're getting divorced. But... Well, maybe, but it's also like the allegations that you're cheating on mom. Mom is no, crying. Uh, mom is crying. Just but I, but I can't. Shel- shelve I, I don't want to shelve that thing. because even if even if it's not true, it's the perception that the kid has. The kid doesn't know. Okay, I, the reason I'm asking you to do this is because, look, if 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 the kid really believes there was cheating and that becomes relevant to the kid or whatever else, it doesn't matter whether. That he's public with Amy or private with Amy. What I'm saying is, sure, we don't yeah. we don't know whether you know what the overlap is. Correct, we and, don't. and nobody does. Everybody's speculating about that. Just for the purposes of this, let's assume that TJ and his wife said our marriage is over, and then he started a relationship with Amy. Okay, if that's the case, just if that's the case, and it could be, yeah. right? It could yeah. be. If that's the case. Why not? Because, look, there are different levels. It's like a, a, a kid says, oh, my God, my parents are getting divorced. Maybe they'll be back together. Maybe they'll be back together. And the divorce itself creates trauma. And then all of a sudden the kid finds out that dad has a girlfriend. It creates a second trauma. Why not get it over with at the beginning? Yeah. I know it's tough. Yeah. But isn't it better for the kid to kind of have that acceptance, even though it's so disappointing and disheartening, where he's not like praying, oh, maybe they'll get back, maybe they'll get back, maybe the- dad's got a girlfriend now and he's in love with her. They're not getting back. At yeah. least he can deal, the it's, kid can it's deal with the, it. It's not the girlfriend that's the problem. It's it, it's the public flaunting of the girlfriend that's the issue. It's the fact that it's that that it is an embarrassment for him and going. I mean, we we don't know, but assuming that he's suffering a little bit, uh, uh, you know, with friends and with peers, and it's embarrassing for him and he doesn't want to talk about it, and the other kids sort of make reference to it. It's all there. And and look, if I was in this situation, my wife and I were divorcing, and I was with a new woman, I and, and assuming I was as famous as, as TJ is. 
I, I would I would be more circumspect about it. I would be more more quiet about it. I don't think there's a reason why they need to be holding hands walking down the New York City streets every single day. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Doesn't Amy have kids? She does. Why aren't we talking about her? You raised the <laughs> T.J. Rorick thing. <laughs> well, no, because no, is yeah. it the same? It is. It is. I, I, her kids are older. They're a little bit older, but is it the same? I mean, do it, you... it can be. I, I am worried about the the age of the kid. He's very young uh, of TJ's kid, and I think Amy's I, a little I, bit older. I think I think a thirteen year old will take it harder than a nine year old. Well, thirteen year olds also maybe, but able to process it better and understand, give perspective to it, and understand that a lot of people go through this and etc. Nine year olds are, are completely uh, you, you know monomaniacal. You know nine year olds go to school where half their kids, uh, half the kids in the in, in, are are the product of divorced families. Have you done a study of their elementary school? I've done a study of half the people who get married get divorced. That's, that's, that status is fiction, by the way. No, you know that status is fiction, oh by the God. way. That, that's one of these. Okay, that's we'll one get of these in. Oh, let's not get into that. We'll but, get it later. But yes, oh, look, we, the, we were talking about TJ. If she she is absolutely flaunting it just as much as he is, she also has. But kids nobody's who, talking about. But her. nobody's talking about her. That's true. They, that's true. Men do get a, a, a slightly more jaundiced eye looked at them, pointed at them than than women do Why in these kinds that? of things. Uh, because men are usually perceived, and maybe it's true, and maybe it's not in this case at all. Although, given his reputation, it seems like that this sort of feeds into it. But men are perceived what, what do you as mean the reputation? aggressor. Reputation. He's got a reputation, right? I mean, he, there, there were there he's were, a good-looking guy who's had a lot, of, a lot of girlfriends. But there were, there were rumors that he had been dating somebody else rumors, with it. Oh, rumors, rumors. Well, I mean, he, I you know, know, but come on, he, he's a player. He seems that to he's be a, a player. And by the way, one thing. He was married for 12 years. So so the three women that we know of that he's been with, uh, Chili, Amy, and then his wife, who's five. Well, two wives. No. He uh, was married. Uh, yes. So, yes. They all have a very similar look, by the way. They're all different races, the whole thing. They are all very girl next door. I don't know if you've know, if you've looked at them. There's no sort of differentiate. If you were to take them and... and uh, uh, color match them because I know everybody is is hypersensitive to, to races and everything. They are all very similar, sort of doughy-eyed, very pretty, uh, all incredibly similar. I was struck by that. I was looking at the three pictures today. I'm like, good God, they all look exactly the same. And your takeaway is what? He's got a tie. Are you ready to shop? Ragaton's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray-Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Ragaton is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cashback rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of Big Give Week's 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. <laughs> are you jealous? Yeah. Well, no, I've got a wonderful wife and children at home. And uh, Why are you? <laughs> no, I'm not jealous at all. Not jealous. No. Are you kidding? Okay, I want to go into one other thing. We got a couple of minutes left, and I want to talk about something. So, at the time we're doing this podcast, 
um, the Congress is completely uh, derailed. And they need a speaker for anything to happen, and McCarthy isn't getting the votes. Can we talk about that for a second? I was unaware of how much you needed the speaker for. You can't do anything in you the House of Representatives. Anything. No legislation will pass if they don't pass you for four years. You know why you're unaware of this? Because uh, it's never happened in 100, in 100 years. years. Yeah. That's why yeah. you're unaware. Yeah. So um, they need a speaker, but Kevin, more immediately, Kevin McCarthy wants this job desperately, has wanted this job forever. Mm-hmm. So now it's getting worse for him rather than better because more people are defecting. So... Kevin McCarthy right now is staring down the barrel of a possible Jim Jordan speakership. And he doesn't want that. And a lot of other people don't want that either. And I would assume just about every Democrat, if they had to pick, would choose Jordan, would choose uh, McCarthy McCarthy over over Jordan. Jordan. Yes, they would. Okay. So why, and maybe this is happening, but it just seems to me, and I know, look, it hasn't happened in 100 years, that Democrats should be going to McCarthy right now. Hakeem Jeffrey should be going to uh, Hakeem Jeffrey should be going to McCarthy and saying, "Let's make a deal." Yeah, and you give us five chairmanships or whatever the number is, and you know, give us this, give us that. Let's horse trade a little bit, and we'll get you thirty votes, so you'll be cushioned and you'll get the speakership. Why wouldn't he do that if? He knows he's never going to get 218 votes by the from the Republicans. So it's an interesting question. So is it in the Democrats' interest to create a deal where McCarthy is speaker and they get some get something through the horse trading, or to allow the Republicans to disassemble into you know a puddle? There's going to the be a speaker. Well, I'm not sure. No, that, no, no, no. They've all said there will be a compromise candidate. Yeah. Now it could be Scalise. It could be. It could be Jordan. If it's Jordan, it won't be. Jordan. It's the Dem. It won't be Jordan. There, there, there are enough Republicans who will never vote for Jim Jordan. He is crazy. I get it. Yeah. But what I'm saying is it's possible. Okay. And if it's possible, it would be a nightmare for the Democrats, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, well, a nightmare for the, for the, for the country. For, yes, indeed. Okay. And for the, nothing we could get done. Yes. And even Scalise, who is more moderate, still— Than Jordan, but than not J- as moderate as McCarthy. Right. Considered more right-wing. Yeah. So, so why isn't McCarthy— who only wants this job, wants his job more than life, it seems. Yeah. Why isn't he making deals with the Democrats and saying, let's just sneak in there on the next vote, and all of a sudden, I'm speaker, I will give you... And then it becomes bipartisan, yeah. which actually yeah. would be good for Congress, where they could say, look, we're actually working together. The reason is, and I agree with you, look, McCarthy's a hell of a lot better than Jim Jordan, for the Democrats, a hell of a lot better, for the country, a lot better than Jim Jordan, for the Democrats, a lot better than Steve, Steve Scalise. Uh, Etc. The Democrats have a bigger play, though, and that is there are far more left-leaning Republicans in the House than Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy was a uh, was a Trump apologist, right? And and he's a he's a mainline conservative, establishment conservative, so he doesn't have. But he's he's the he's the best they're going to get. Well, I'm not sure that's true. There are left-leaning, like true centrists who who could get this. That would be left of McCarthy. There are there are true centrists, and I wish I had their names here, but I've been reading a little bit about it. That there are true centrists, Republican centrists, and there is a movement afoot. You have so the way it works, right? Every single person, all four thirty-five in the House, get a vote. You need two eighteen. Currently, Hakeem Jeffries has two ten, something along those lines. So you just need a. a they're not going to make him speaker. They're not going to make Hakeem Jeffries. I agree with that. The Republicans would would rather torpedo the whole thing, right. but. There is, there are a group of four or five or six really left-leaning, moderate Republicans okay. there, and I think that's what the Democrats have their eye on. But they'll we'll compromise on these, the, not McCarthy. The, but there are twenty that defected. It's not enough. You only need five. 
You only need five Republicans to vote with the Democratic Well, bloc. no, you only need, well, well, yes, but who are the Democrats? Who, who are you talking about? So, so the, the theory would be, the, the, there are, this, I wish I had their names, a very small group of left, of moderate, true centrist Republicans. Um, okay, very you know small, what, and, and if you're right, and if there is somebody who is left of McCarthy that is more palatable to the Democrats and they make a deal with that person and bring on five others and all of a sudden that happens, that makes sense. All I'm saying is, in principle, why aren't the Democrats wheeling and dealing and horse trading right now, whether it's the way you say with with another yeah. moderate other than McCarthy or with McCarthy himself to avoid the prospect of somebody to the right of do you, McCarthy? Do you think that maybe some of the answer to your question is if, if, if this horse trading gets out, if McCarthy has seen horse trading, by the way, he's dead. He still really wants his job, thinks he still has a path, whatever. Oh, this would all have to be in secret. It would have to be in secret. And, and, that's, it, and, and that happens all the time. It, it does. I, but if it got out that he was negotiating with them, Democrats, it would torpedo him. And frankly, that would be the Jim Jordan miracle, right? That all of a sudden we're going to coalesce around the more the true Republicans. Not well, no, it Rhino has to be done in secret. You have a vote yeah. and all of a sudden you stun everybody. Yeah. And that's the way it works. But that happens in Congress all the time. Yeah. People get stabbed in the back there all yeah. the time. It is common practice yeah. in D.C. to do that. And yeah. Why not? And, 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 Why and, not? And to the point, I mean, you only need a few, right? McCarthy's currently getting about a 203 of the 218 votes he needs. He only needs about 15 Democrats. Well, he to lost off. 20 in the last vote. Well, he's 20, but he starts with a five uh, vote advantage, right? So he needs 15. So he needs 15. I know. And he's not going to get that right now. He's not going to get that from Republicans. That's. I think that ship has sailed. All I think I'm you're, saying is, I think one way right. or the other, the Democrats should horse trade. Yeah, and they, they, you know, they probably are. Nancy Pelosi's nothing if not a sophisticated negotiator, and Hakeem Jeffries, I don't know anything about well, him. Well, I think he's, he's in charge. Guy. He's in charge. He's certainly it's in charge. It's not going to be Nancy. She's not going to do that. She'd be undercutting him. No, no, no. I, with his imprimatur, I, I, I think it all has to come back. That it's going to, to your point, it's going to be a share. If that, if that deal happens, it's going to be shared power in the House. Right. And that's, which is why Kevin McCarthy can't do it. If he did it. And it comes out even after the fact what he's promised, and it will, because Democrats will hold it to him publicly. It, it's it's devastating for his speakership. It's just devastating. You know what? He is going to be the weakest speaker. No matter what happens. No matter what yeah. happens. He, I mean, I don't know. Listen, if he's just banking on Republican support, he can't survive because every day there's going to be a threat yep. by the right wing of the Republican Party. Every day there will be a threat against yep. him. He can't survive just with Republicans. His only play is to bring Democrats in and to make the yep. the yep. right wing of the Republican Party irrelevant, irrelevant. to his speakership. Yeah, yeah. David, David Axelrod, who's the smartest man, political man in any room that he's, he's in, said yesterday something to the effect of, if Kevin McCarthy thinks it's going to be hard to get a speaker, to become speaker, uh, wait, wait until he, he tries sees, to govern. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm saying... Yeah. Do it with the Democrats. Got to have a coalition, right? right. An old, like a parliamentary coalition. You've got to make Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Bobart irrelevant. Irrelevant. And that, and if you don't do that, you're going to fail. Does he make Donald Trump irrelevant in the process? God, I, mean, I hope. Because Donald Trump came out and said, "Just support. Don't, don't." No, he said. Except. Then he said, "Maybe, maybe." Uh, oh, th I thought I thought it was no. Don <laughs> Donald Trump's loyalty is about that that uh, deep. Oh no, it's very deep to Donald Trump. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. We yeah. will see. You.